Hi, and thanks for checking out our City Reach Philly podcast from wherever you are listening. We hope you are encouraged by this week's message. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Can we give God a shout of praise? Hallelujah. And give yourself a hand as well. You made it. It's cold outside. So praise God. I'm so excited to be here this afternoon. If you are watching us from home, um, God bless you guys. I hope you guys are staying safe and are staying warm. Um, Welcome, guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So today, we're going to continue talking about taking territory. Okay? Taking territory. Our theme verse comes from Numbers uh, 33, verse 53. And it says... Take possession of the land and settle in it, for I have given you the land to possess. Amen. Now, how many of you were blessed by Pastor Mark's preaching last week? Wasn't that powerful? I was so blessed by that message. And Pastor Week, uh, I'm sorry, Pastor Week, <laughs> Pastor Mark spoke last week about uh, consecration, right? This has to be a level of consecration in order for us to be able to possess the land. Now, what is consecration, right? That is just setting yourself apart, okay? Pretty much means, guess what? Maybe the Lord is telling you to take away Netflix, right? All right, all right, maybe get some Pure Flix instead, all right? <laughs> all right, so this week, there's also got to be healing that takes place. So this week, we're going to talk about healing. Before we take over any territory, there has to be a healing process that we must go through. And um, this week's verse comes from Luke 6, verse 18 and 19. And it reads, Who have come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases? Those troubled by impure spirits were cured, and the people all tried to touch him because power was coming from him and healing them all. Now, this is people that were coming to hear Jesus, and they were being healed as they were coming towards him. Okay? Now, church, we have to understand that... We are fighting a spiritual war. How many of you guys understand that? Right? That we are in a spiritual battle, right? So what happens when we are fighting a spiritual war, right? There's casualties. There's wounds, okay? So this week, I want to speak to you all from this subject, combat wounds. Combat wounds, okay? And I want to share a testimony. I was in the military for six years. So I was in Iraq in 2004, 2005, and in 2006. In 2006, we were stationed at Bayab, Baghdad International Airport. And if you recall, last week, Pastor Mark spoke about forward operating bases, right, which means that we were pushing out, okay? So we were stationed in what is called the Green Zone. It was the most secure section in the entire country of Iraq. Our job was to push out. We were to push out to a small town called Ludafia that was located south of Baghdad. All right, so we were trying to take territory away from the enemy. Now, there was a bridge that crossed over the Euphrates River. Our mission was to destroy that bridge so that the enemy wouldn't have access and they wouldn't continue to attack our soldiers. My job in that particular mission was to do route clearance. So my job was to look for IEDs, improvised explosive devices, or bombs. That was my job, to make sure that it was safe for the troops to go in there and do what they needed to do. So I remember uh, in 2006, we were on this mission. We were driving. And I remember looking to the right-hand side. 
And I saw something shining very briefly. And before I can say or do anything, the IED went off. So the bomb blew up. All right. And I remember it threw me across the vehicle. So I bounced around inside the vehicle. I remember getting up a little disoriented, not really quite sure what had happened. I had a deep laceration on top of my right eye, so I was bleeding, right? I was bleeding. So I remember we called the medic, right? We were like, medic. The medic came rushing towards me. Now, this was not the end of that mission, right? We still pushed forward. We still destroyed that bridge. But in that meantime, the enemy attacked us for about seven hours. So we got into a firefight, right? A shootout, right? Seven hours we were out there. We knew and they knew how important that piece of uh, land was, right? Because they were using that to go over to Baghdad, attack our troops, and then cross over. So we knew that it was valuable. We knew that it was important, all right? But we knew also that we were American soldiers. We knew that we had power and that we had authority. So the mission got accomplished. But yes, there were some wounds. I was not the only one that was wounded during the process, right? There were some lives that were lost as well. Now, how does that translate to us, right? It's the same thing, but it happens in the spiritual, right? And the wounds that I obtained over there are no different than the wounds that we obtain, right? But they look just a little bit different, right? Rejection, right, as a wound. That's, that's the way that the enemy wants to wound you. And I know and I believe in my spirit, I believe in my heart that in 2022 that many of you guys are going to become homeowners for the first time. That many of you are going to open up businesses for the first time. That you're going to get the promotion that you've been praying for. The Lord is going to expand your territory. But there has got to be some healing, right, because there are some wounds. The enemy has been trying everything he can do to keep you from taking over that land. Right, because we are in the middle of a fight. It is a war. Right? I remember um, I grew up without a father. Well, I had my father all the way up to I was seven years old. After that, I didn't see my father till I was 35. Now, he didn't leave because he wanted to. There were some other things. My father lives in Guatemala. So there was other things, the reason why he was not there. But all those years, I would tell myself, it don't matter to me. I'm okay. I'm not hurt. Right? It's not a big deal. But in reality, deep down inside of me, yes, it did hurt me. Yes, there was a wound in there that I was not addressing because I was not admitting that it hurt. Right? Now, there are different kinds of wounds, right? Financial wounds. Maybe you thought that 2021 was going to be your year, and then you find yourself unemployed, not knowing how you're going to pay the rent, let alone how are you going to feed your family? Maybe that one person you thought was going to be in your life forever, maybe they walked out on you, right? Next thing you know, you find yourself with divorce papers, right? That's a wound. What about children? This is a big one that the enemy will use. Maybe you're here, you're serving, you're doing everything you're supposed to do, you're after the Lord, and you think that your children are going to be doing the same. You think that your children are going to be serving the Lord, but instead, they don't even know if God exists. And then you find out that they're dealing with depression, anxiety, that they're struggling with their identity, their sexual identity. And the enemy will use all of these tactics, right, because there's nothing new that he uses. He will use all of these things to keep 
our focus away from what God has ordained for us, right? He, he uses all of this to keep us from obtaining the territory that God has already given us. And the enemy knows how important it is, right? We need kingdom people in the suburbs just like we do in the city, right, in center city, right? We need kingdom people in the corporate world just like we do in politics, right? But the enemy doesn't want that. And it is the reason why he's doing everything he can to prevent us and keep us from obtaining that territory. Now, we have to go through healing. And I'm going to give you a few things that I did that helped me. Okay, number one is identify that there's a wound. You have to identify that there's a wound. And many of the times, maybe we don't know. Maybe we think that we're okay. But a beautiful thing to pray is, Holy Spirit, search me, right? Search my heart. And the Holy Spirit will reveal to you the areas in your life that need healing, all right? Number two, confess. You have to be honest with yourself. Listen, God knows, right? He knows all about you, but you have to be honest. When I was wounded, you know, I called the medic, and there was the obvious external wound where I was bleeding, but then there was also internal wounds, which are the most dangerous wounds of them all, right? Um, so the medic began to ask me some questions. He asked me, does it hurt here? Does this hurt? Does that hurt? And I had to verbalize, yes, this hurts. No, this doesn't hurt. So that he could know what areas he needed to address. And we have to do the same thing when we come to Jesus and be honest and say, yes, that did hurt me. Yes, this did bother me. So we have to be honest. We have to confess. Number three, pray, 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 pray. The Bible says, do not worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. And the key word there for me was everything. Every, every, everything. Quite often we pray about the big things, but we don't about the little things, right? We're like, we got this, right? God, I need you on the big things, but the little things, I got this. And quite often that's not, the, not, that's not how it is. So we have to pray about everything. And the last thing to understand is that healing, it's a process. Healing, it's a process. Every single day, we have to make that decision, right, to, to, to heal. So with my father, for example, every day I have to make the decision. When we first started talking about two and a half years ago, I started by calling him once a month. I would just give him a quick call. Actually, not even that. I think I would send him a message through Facebook. I write to him and say, hey, how you doing, this and that. And now, right, because I had to make the decision, now we're able to talk face-to-face -face at least twice a week. I'm able to call him. I'm able to talk to him. And we have meaningful, powerful conversations. And I'm like, hey, Dad, how you doing? How are you? And I realized that I was missing that. And many of us here have grown up with maybe just one parent. Maybe we grew up with no parents. And let me tell you, that does affect you. The reason why is because that was not God's design for your life. So whenever we are outside of his design, right, that's when we incur those wounds. And it's okay to admit. It can, it can be difficult. I had a hard time admitting that I was hurt. But once I did, I felt this way just I just felt relieved. I just felt much better when I said, yes, this hurt me. So we have to be able to understand that it is a process. 
it is a process. And I know that this year God's going to do amazing things through each and every one of us. There's going to be internal territory and external territory, right? Internal territory, he's going to give you peace, right? Territory over your mind, over your spirit, over your heart, right? And we have to trust and believe that he can do it. That there is healing in the name of Jesus. You know that if you read the Gospels, Jesus never healed anyone that did not want to be healed. I'm going to say that again, okay. Jesus never healed anyone that did not want to be healed. And that is very important to note. Because many times we walk around wounded, not because Jesus can't fix it. We walk around wounded because we don't want that healing. It happened to me, church. When I got back from Iraq, I remember every 4th of July, every 4th of July, on cue, on point, when the fireworks would begin, I would raise the music up. I would go to the liquor store, and I would just get drunk. And I would get attention from people. They were like, Andito, pobrecito, he's, look at him, let, let, let him be, leave him alone, right? So I didn't, I didn't want the, I didn't want to be healed, I'll be honest with you. Why? Because I was rejected in my childhood. The fact that my father wasn't there, there was a connection there that I didn't even know existed, right? The fact that my father wasn't there, that some people that were supposed to be in my life weren't there, it affected me. So now, guess what? I found something that was bringing that attention that I wanted. So I didn't want to be healed. And yes, I went to therapy, but I wasn't open to it. But eventually, right, eventually the Lord put me in a place where I couldn't handle it no more. And listen, therapy, there's nothing wrong with therapy. In fact, I encourage you, right, if you need to go to therapy, go see a counselor. But let me tell you this, if you go to a therapist, do not forget the main ingredient, and that is Jesus. Any process that does not begin with Jesus first will lead to disappointment. So if you want healing, go to therapy, but guess what? Come to the house of God. Pray. Give your worries to the Lord. Amen? There is healing in the name of Jesus. There should be no need while we are walking around wounded. And if we want to be effective soldiers, right? Listen, we recognize that we were American soldiers. So we stepped in that territory knowing we had authority. We walked in there knowing that we had power. And just like that, we need to walk into the territory that God has given us, knowing that we belong to God, that we have power, that we have authority, and that we've been ordained by Jesus Christ. And many times we fail to, to see that. We don't see that we have authority and power. And it's because of that that we stay stuck. The enemy wants to use all of your situations to keep you distracted. He doesn't want you to take over that territory. Just like the enemy did in Iraq, he put up a fight. They put up a fight, seven-hour firefight after, right, after we got blown up. And my vehicle was not the only one that was blown up. There were several other vehicles in the same mission that were blown up. They knew. So my question is, do you know how valuable your territory is? Do you know how important it is for the kingdom of God that you take over the house, that you open up that business? But stop allowing the distractions. You have to make that decision to be healed. 
And the important thing is that we didn't even live there. We were not fighting over that land for myself. I was doing it for the people that lived there. They are the ones that needed to be set free, right? So when you think about yourself, the territory that God has given you is not just for you, it's for all the people around you, right? It's for your neighbor, it's for your coworker, it's for your children. There is other people that are depending on you to take over that territory so that they can see your testimony and they can bring them hope and they can know that there is a God that can make all things possible. They're going to look at you and say, wait a minute, I thought your credit card was messed up. You can say, oh, it is. <laughs> but I serve a living God that can make the impossible possible. You know, I remember when uh, the Lord blessed us with the house um, two years ago. I remember, and I was telling my wife, I'm like, baby, like, we're going to get the house. I was so, you know, I had faith in everything. And then they showed us the numbers. And really quick, I was like, oh, I don't know if we can do it. And praise God for an amazing woman of God, my wife. Who quickly reminded me, don't forget who we serve. We serve a God that can do all things. And God is going to make a way even though we don't see it. So we moved in faith and praise the Lord. He has blessed us. He has blessed us. But before he did all of that, there was a healing process. It was not easy. I cannot tell you that it was fun. But it was necessary. God was not going to give me something that I was not ready for. Because I would have destroyed that. If you are suffering from jealousy or unforgiveness, right, God's not going to give you a house because guess what? Maybe your motives are not in the right place, right? Maybe you're trying to get a big house, not so much that it can glorify God, but maybe you're doing it so that you can show off, right? I'm going to show that person. I'm going to show them what I got now. And now you're driving around in your new car just showing off to people, right? So you have to be healed. That is so, that's why it's so important. It's so important that we come to Christ and receive healing. Thank you, Jesus. And you know, and like I said earlier, there are, there are external wounds that we can see. And I believe that the Lord wants to heal those too. Right? If you have external wounds, he wants to heal that too. But the internal wounds, those are very dangerous. You can come here, you can smile, you can lift up your hands, you can worship, and then you go back home and you feel depressed again. And you feel like you don't have the answers. And you don't know how you're going to handle your children, what you're going to do with them. You don't know how you're going to pay the rent. Worry begins to sit in. Stress will begin to sit in. But we have to get to a point, church, where we give everything, everything to Jesus. And say, God, this belongs to you. This worry belongs to you. Everything belongs to you. And healing does not mean that your problems are going to go away. Healing does not mean that things are going to be resolved in your life. Healing means that there's going to be peace inside of you, right? That peace that transcends all understanding. You know, God didn't take away any of my problems when I, when I came to Christ, which that was my idea of healing. Pretty much it was like, God, you're going to fix them. That's how I was going to be healed, right? Change that person, right? And it was not the case. God said, no, no, I'm not going to change them. I want to change you. 
And I'm so grateful for that. I am so grateful for every experience. I'm so grateful for every person that I thought was going to be there and left me. I'm grateful because it allowed me to experience Jesus in another way. It allowed me to see his goodness. It allowed me to see his greatness. It allowed me to see his faithfulness. The Bible says that he will wipe away all of your tears. And that is a beautiful thing to know. You know, currently right now, we're going through a difficult season in our life with my wife. But there's been healing inside of me. Now when we go to sleep, I tell my wife, baby, the Bible says to do everything for the glory of God. So I'm going to sleep like it's for the glory of God. I'm not going to allow my situation or my circumstances to dictate my peace and to take away God what God has given me. So we have to learn to trust and believe that God is going to heal us. That God is going to bring healing to your husbands, to your wives, to your children, to your mother, to your father, to your co-worker, to this city. There is healing in the name of Jesus. The question is, church, do you want it? Do you want to be healed? You know, as I was praying for today, all I could hear in the Holy Spirit say was healing. Healing. So there's some of you in here that are going to be healed today. There's some of you here that are going to experience a shift in transformation. Some of you guys walked in here not knowing how your circumstance is going to play out, but you're going to leave here hopeful. You're going to live here knowing that God is in control. You're going to live here knowing that God's going to work all things for your good. And church, again, I cannot promise you that it's an easy process. But my God, is it worth it? Oh, I am so grateful for every situation that the Lord has allowed me to go through. I am so grateful for every setback. I am so grateful for every tear. Because in that pain, in that pain, I came to God and in that healing process, he was revealing himself to me. And he was telling me, my son, do not lose hope. I am here with you. My son, you are not going through this alone. Many times we pray that God would take away the pain. But that is not reality. God said, in the fire, I will be with you. Every tear that you shed, I will wipe it away. It's such a beautiful thing. And yes, it's scary, church. But something beautiful happens in the healing process. As you are vulnerable to the Lord and you say, God, heal my heart. Heal my children, God. And no matter what happens, God, my trust is in you. No matter what happens, God, let it all be for your glory. And I declare and I believe that my children are going to serve the Lord. And I believe believe that your husbands and your wives are going to serve the Lord. 
the Lord is going to expand your territory this year. We don't have to walk around wounded no more, church. Church, let's stand up. Church, I truly believe in my spirit that this year the Lord is going to expand your territory. Not just physically, but spiritually. But we have wounds that we must first heal from. And today is the day. Today is the day of healing. The Lord wants to heal your every wound, church. No longer do we have to walk around with those open wounds. You know, just like in our verse that we read, people were coming to Jesus. And as they were coming to Jesus, there was power that was leaving him and was healing them. And I believe that today, in this moment, Jesus is here. And there's going to be a healing power that is going to be released over you, over your family. So if today... If you are here today and you, you are saying, yes, I want to be healed. Yes, I am tired of these wounds. Yes, I am tired of feeling the way I'm feeling. If that is you today, church, I invite you to come forward. I invite you to come forward and receive the healing that God wants to give you. And maybe, listen, maybe it's not you. But maybe it's your children that need the healing. Come stand in the gap for them. Maybe it's your co-worker. Come stand in the gap for them. Maybe it's your husband. Come stand in the gap for him. Maybe it's your wife. Come stand in the gap for them. Maybe it's your father and your mother. Come stand in the gap for him. So I invite you to come forward. There is healing in the name of Jesus. Let the healing process begin. Let the healing process begin. There is healing in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for your church, Father. I pray for healing, Father. I declare healing in the name of Jesus. I declare healing over every broken family. I declare healing over every wife, every husband, every father, every mother. I declare healing over every, over every son, every daughter, Father. I declare healing over our city, Father. And Father, I know that this year, Lord Jesus, you are going to expand territory, Father. That there are going to be homeowners in this place, Father. Business owners, Father God. There's going to be people who are going to be in politics, Father, in the name of Jesus. And we believe in your power, Father. We believe in you, Jesus. So, Father, we give you all the glory, Father. And we may not have it all together, Father. We may not have it all together, Father. But as long as we have you, Jesus, as long as we have you, Jesus, we have everything we need. Jesus, Jesus. Thanks for listening this week. We hope you enjoyed the message. Please subscribe, rate, and comment on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you listen on. Have a blessed week.